Hey, podcast listeners, welcome back to Well Scripted with Dr. Sam. I am your host, Dr. Sam Rasul, and I want to welcome you guys back for episode six of season one of the Well Scripted podcast, where we're talking about insurance. Yes, it can be sometimes a boring subject, but not many people understand it, which can lead you to a lot of trouble. So we'll make this as fun and as educational as possible to give you a better grasp on what the insurance game is and quote unquote, how to play. So let's get started. A lot of times I hear that question from patients, whether it's doing health lectures, meeting them out at different uh, locations around town, the grocery store, the uh, mechanic shop. Oh, you're a chiropractor. That's fantastic. I have this pain, yada, yada, yada. And what's the second question? Do you take my insurance? That's a very convoluted question because a lot of times people just assume that most doctors take insurance or are part of the insurance plan. But to get a better understanding, I wanted to create this podcast to explain a little bit about what health insurance is and the different concepts when you hear terminology like deductibles, coinsurances, and copays, in-network, out-of-network, and so on and so forth. So let's jump right into it. Health insurance, what is it actually good for? Listen, regardless of where you stand on the political spectrum, a lot of people have an opinion on health care reform and health insurance in general. But I use the analogy when I do health lectures like this. Why is it that a lot of times doctors are not covered and or don't cover the services that you're looking for, especially when they're considering health and preventative measures? Things like chiropractic care, certain physical therapy, acupuncture, massage, nutrition, nutritional consultations, and the list goes on and on. A lot of things that are summarized and bunched into uh, categories such as alternative health care and or preventative medicine. And a lot of times people get upset, why is my insurance covering this? Regardless of whether or not you have quote-unquote good health insurance or not. Well, The analogy I like to use is think about your car insurance, your automobile insurance. Whether you have Allstate, State Farm, Geico, Progressive, the list goes on and on. I always ask patients or people in the audience, does your car insurance cover if you get an oil change? Does your car insurance cover if you do a tire rotation at the shop? Does your car insurance cover tire alignment? brake replacement, the list goes on and on. And of course, many people answer me, of course not, it doesn't. So my next follow-up question is very simple. Why do you do it? And the very simple answer, and I'm sure you're answering this to yourself as you're listening to this podcast, is, well, because I want to maintain the longevity of my car, just like we would want to maintain the longevity of our health, but we don't think of it that way. So I always pose a devil's advocate question back. I say, why not just wait for the brakes to give out or a flat tire to occur or wait for your car to break down when your your battery or your alternators go out on you? Well, two reasons. Number one, it's more expensive to repair once it's broken. I'll say that again because people really get this when it comes to car repairs and we treat our cars better than we do our bodies. But it's more expensive to repair something in your car once it's broken than to simply take care of your car 
yes, that's right, preventative care than it is to, to try to fix it once it's broken. Things such as oil changes, tire rotations, tire alignment, getting your battery replaced, your alternators, whatever it may be. But number two, I always pose the devil's advocate question, rhetorically, of course, but why not wait for your brakes to give out? Heaven forbid you're driving down the road and, you know, you hopefully don't have involve anybody else. But what if your brakes aren't working as they should and you veer off the road and you hit a tree? Now you get in an, in an auto accident and a crash and your health, in, I'm sorry, your car insurance now kicks in. They'll give you a check for what they think the car is worth. So that then you can go ahead and get a new car. And I pose this question to my listeners and when I'm audience members, when I'm doing a lecture, now you can go ahead and use your insurance. Isn't that great? And many people just got to get a good chuckle out of it and a good laugh. But that's the analogy of what insurance is there for. Insurance, whether it's auto or health, especially in today's day and age, is used for catastrophic care. Catastrophic care, meaning that heaven forbid something catastrophic happens in your life. In this analogy to your car, your auto insurance kicks in. The same is the very common theme and trend that's going on in healthcare today with health insurance. A big issue happens, health insurance is there to help. I'm going to underline that, boldface that, to help. Because health insurances typically do cover approximately 80% of the bill with some restriction. And we're going to go over that later on in this podcast episode. But they'll cover about 80%. Now, that's great, right? But when you consider certain ailments, if you're waiting, just like in the car analogy, to your car to break down, for your engine to give out, for your you fill in the blank to occur, just like for your body, it's going to cost a lot of money. Using the concept of the body, if you're waiting for your neck to go out on you, aka your disc injuries to become so severe that the only option available to you is surgery, well, you could do a neck surgery, a cervical spine fusion surgery and or other disc surgeries. Average cost, eighty to $100,000. A total knee replacement, which is very, very common in our society, average cost, $50,000. A partial knee replacement surgery can range anywhere between thirty to forty thousand. Now, insurance is there to help for eighty percent of the bill, and as we said before, with restrictions. So we're going to come back to this example in a little bit, but just think about that for a moment. If you have to have neck surgery and the insurance covers eighty percent of the bill, you, ladies and gentlemen, you are still responsible for twenty percent of that bill. In this case, it would be twenty thousand dollars. It's very easy to understand and see why two-thirds of all bankruptcy cases in the United States are healthcare-related. Two-thirds of all bankruptcy cases, the reasons families have financial difficulties and troubles, are healthcare-related because we don't prepare, we become very reactive. And all of a sudden, now we have this huge financial burden or huge bill that has presented itself that has thrown off our financial stability. Whether you sit on either side of the aisle when it comes to the political spectrum, as I mentioned before, 
the concept of universal health care has been thrown around repeatedly, especially in the last 10 to 15 years. Regardless of where you stand on the concept of universal health care, you understand that we do need health care reform in this country. We spend an awful amount of money to only be 37th in health ranking worldwide. That's according to the World Health Organization. When it comes to concepts like universal health care, regardless of where you stand, you have to understand, you have to be considerate to how it affects each and every person, whether you mandate that everyone should carry health insurance or should have some kind of form of choice when it comes to what they'd like to serve, spend their money on, that is a different discussion. But you understand that regardless of that, we must reform our health care system, whether it's through universal health care or some other avenue. That's a discussion that can be a very healthy one without resorting to insults and or pointing the finger. But it's something to be discussed that we need to reform. The reform needs to happen on all fronts. But going back to our topic at hand, understanding insurance. So a lot of patients then ask me, are you in my network, doc? In-network versus out-of-network. What does it actually mean? Well, in-network means that the doctor and the insurance company in question have a contract with one another. The doctor and or his clinic his or her clinic has a contract with this insurance company. What this means is that the doctor must accept the billing charges and reimbursements that that insurance gives or they set as fair. Let's use an example to give you a better understanding about how this works. The doctor sees you, whether they're a chiropractor, a medical doctor, a physical therapist, the list goes on and on, and they are in network with your insurance. And their bill for said services is $200. And they send that claim into your insurance company, into your health insurance company. Let's use Blue Cross as an example. And Blue Cross takes the $200 bill and says, you know what? With the services rendered on this claim, we don't think that they're worth $200. We think that they're only worth $100. So they cut your bill, the doctor's bill, and your bill, the patient, down to $100. And then let's say you have coinsurance, they pay 80%. Well, that means that 20% of that bill still remains on you. So going back to our example, the original doctor bill was 200. The insurance cuts it down to 100. They pay 80%, which in this uh, example would be $80 to the doctor. And the remaining $20 falls on the patient to pay. Now, there are other insurances that cap certain services. Obviously, being in the chiropractic field, I've become very, very common with certain insurances and their capping of, of said services chiropractically and rehabilitation-wise, one such being United Healthcare, which in the state of Florida, caps is chiropractors to $45 per visit. Now, what does this mean for you? Well, people are like, okay, it's $45. Here's the kicker. Let's say your copay every time you go visit a chiropractor is $40. That means that regardless of what services that chiropractor provides, whether it's an adjustment, electric stimulation, hot or cold packs, ultrasound therapy, stretching, trigger point therapy, the list goes on and on. Regardless, he or she will only be reimbursed 
up to $45. However, your copay is $40. Well, that means that the insurance company would only pay that doctor $5. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. The combination of your copay and what they reimburse will never exceed $45. And that was with certain insurance groups like United Healthcare. If your copay is 30, United Healthcare will never pay more than 15, and so on and so forth as you go down and as it is set by what your copay is per your plan. Now, why do so many doctors choose to go out of network? Is because of aforementioned reasons. Maybe you don't feel like it's fair. Many doctors feel like they're not getting valued by insurance companies. They're Services are being slashed and burned, and it's not just chiropractors. I have many colleagues in the healthcare field, both medical doctors, physical therapists, and many practitioners who have seen their reimbursements not even cut in half, but cut to a fourth of what they were collecting before. Regardless of if you believe this is fair or not, and some people think, well, doctors make enough as it is. Think about this. If your bills are now, what you're sending out are being reimbursed at a quarter of what they used to, you have staff, you have rent, you have certain insurances and certain liabilities that you have to make sure are covered just to keep your doors open. Imagine if someone walked into your place of business and they told you, hypothetically speaking, let's use the uh, analogy of an accountant, and you're used to charging your clients a certain amount. And from one year to the next, your client walks in and goes, yeah, by the way, I'm only going to pay you a quarter of what I used to, but I fully expect you to do everything that you used to before. Does that seem fair? You understand why so many doctors are becoming frustrated across the spectrum with the insurance game. And they, instead of choosing to play in this new rule game, Just close up and say, you know what? It's not for me. I'm going to step out of network. Now, out of network uh, doctors, they bill as they would, and the reimbursement is set by the insurance, whether it's 80 or 70% of the bill, in some cases, 50% of the bill. But as an out of network provider, you were given the understanding that the insurance will cover your entire bill, but to the percentage that they believe is fair. Now, what deters a lot of people from going to out-of-network providers, the simple concept of deductibles. Deductibles are seen with both out-of-network and in-network insurance uh, plans. Deductibles are is the money that is owed by you, the patient, before your insurance ever kicks in. Let me say that again so it really sinks in. This is the money that... Regardless of the fact that you're paying per month to have health insurance, your health insurance is telling you and telling your doctors, we will not pay for any services up to the set amount of the deductible, then we'll start kicking in or start becoming active. How does this work? Let's say you have a $2,000 out-of-network deductible. That means if you go to, to any doctor that is out of network, the first $2,000 of services must be coming out of your pocket. 
that means that the doctor must bill you fully for his or her services. That means that each visit, whether it's chiropractic, medical doctor, physical therapy, so on and so forth, is billed at its full price. And guess who's on the hook for it? That's right, you the patient. We're seeing deductibles that are rising at an astronomical rate. In previous years, you'd see out-of-network deductibles for many plans be $200, $300, maybe even $500. That's a fair amount, considering the first $500 comes out of your pocket, and then your insurance would kick in. Let's use the analogy before of doctor bills. Let's say for the first $500 of your bills, if you were visiting a chiropractor, because that's my, that's my field, they came out of your pocket. So you do pay up the $500. After the $500 is met, now your insurance starts kicking in and they start to cover the said services at 80%. So if the bill of the chiropractor is $200, the insurance company would say, okay, we believe it's not worth $200. We believe it's worth $150. And we're going to pay 80% of that. So what is 80%? Of $150, $120. So now, after you've met your $500 deductible, each visit, if they do the same services, you owe the 20% remaining, which in this, in this example would be $30. Now, if different services are rendered, obviously different rates apply, and the patient would be still responsible for the 20% if that is what their coinsurance is. But the days of $100, $200, even $500 deductibles have gone the way of the dodo. They are nearly, if not completely, extinct. <laughs> so we're seeing $2,000, $5,000, $10,000 deductibles on plans that you'll never, or I shouldn't say never, because that's an absolute, but they're very difficult to meet. So many people ask, why do I have insurance in the first place if the first $5,000 have to come out of my pocket? This tactic was used by a lot of insurance companies to deter people from going to out-of-network providers and to push them or kind of sway them to go into in-network providers, people with whom they had a contract and with whom they could quote-unquote control by setting the prices the way they want. But now... We're getting even crazier with the times, and more and more people are now seeing they have in-network deductibles. Yes, that's right. Even if you were to go to a doctor who is in-network with your insurance company, your first thousand, even two thousand dollars, if that's what your deductible is, would have to be paid by you guessed it, you, before your insurance ever kicks in. And then there's the concept of copays versus coinsurances. So if you look at your insurance card and you go to a specialist, which in many states a chiropractor is considered a specialist, you are responsible for that copay. The copay being 50, 60, even $100. And then some will say coinsurance 80%. That is the percentage of what the insurance will cover, but not of the doctor's bill what they deem is necessary. So in essence, it all falls on you, ladies and gentlemen, to make the right choices when you go to practitioners, not based on what the insurance company says, but based on what you think is fair. This is the reason 
why so many doctors are now going out of network. This is the reason that more and more doctors simply do not want to accept any health insurance in general. It is undercutting and undermining their ability to be a true practitioner and focus on health care quality instead of health care quantity. Yes, that's right. Considering if, by the analogy we talked about earlier, if you're an accountant and they cut your reimbursements down to one-fourth of what you normally made, you would have to see four times as many patients to make the same amount of money that you were making prior. Do you see how this works detrimentally and works backwards and actually undermines not only the doctors, but the the care that they can actually provide? When it comes to your health care, you should never sacrifice quality. You should never sacrifice what you rightfully deserve, the best care possible. I urge each and every one of you, use insurance for what it's there for, catastrophic care. And really try to find the best doctor, whether it's medical doctor, chiropractor, or physical therapist, regardless of whether or not they are on your insurance plan, and more so whether or not they actually provide the care that you need to make you, to allow you to live the best life you can in health and wellness. I want to thank you guys for listening. Hopefully this shines a little bit of light onto what the insurance game is how to play it, and to make sure you can survive it. And like always, stay safe, stay healthy, and have a healthy day.